Amen. Like I said, more time we could sit by this board, and as we're wrapping up a, another year right now, uh, seems like to, I know to younger people it don't be probably, but to the older one it's pretty, but <laughs> by pretty fast seems like. Amen. But thankful for another year. Always, I didn't, you know, used to didn't think much about it, but I would, you know, back years ago, but. I always try to like set some goals up for the coming year, you know, something, because well, they could be any kind of goals, but something, you know, to strive for. And I'd like to challenge us this year, you know, as we close this year out, to challenge the church today, today that we set some goals, but we had to have something set to look at for the goal. I may put that away. I don't know if that made any sense or not. And I'm going to bring a story out in the Bible that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, we serve a God that's good and he's able. We serve a God, you know, that anything, you know, you go against God or against, you know, everybody say go against, you know, what nature or this or that, to, you know, go against it don't work. But that's, that's just going against God because God created everything. Amen. You know, water don't run uphill. It runs downhill because of gravity, you know, that's just, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, we have over the years seemed like, you know, we have tried to change things a little bit. And we kind of had a bright ideal. And so the years, you know, we look at look back and some of them ideals ain't working too good. Amen. You know, and uh, we got to get back to what the Bible says. You know, God, he is in control. And, and the Bible says, you know, be not deceived. God's not mocked for whatever men sow, he also shall reap. I believe that. Turn with me, if you will, to 2 Samuel, and we're going to take the scripture there this morning, 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter. It's a story we've used many, many times, and I'm going to use it today to not, you know, to bring out just a point, uh, a point I hope I can get across to us today just a little bit. I'm just saying, you know, talk to us. I want to get, hope you get one thing. Anytime you go against God and God's word, in, in the long run, it don't work. It don't work. In the long run, it don't work. Before we go any further, let's go to the Lord in word of prayer right now. Father, today we just come before you now as we come to this part of the service. Father, we open up your word today. Father, we just pray that the Holy Spirit will guide and direct our minds and give us the words that we need to hear today. Father, open up our hearts today and prepare us for this message. First in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This is a story in the Bible, and there's a lot of... In this story here, and then we get on into it just a little bit. I bring out some a few things in it. Some of this stuff I really don't understand, you know, understand. And there's a lot of things about God I just don't understand. I don't, you may have them all figured out. You know, some stuff I just don't understand. But he's God. And I know he, 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 he's, he's got it. And this is a story about the Ark of the Covenant being moved. And you've heard me preach on this before, and I want to bring it out just a little bit this morning about it. And, uh, they was moving this ark of the covenant. And I think, I think everybody here probably knows what the ark of the, the ark is, the covenant here. And I was thumbing through my Bible here, and I got a page in here that gives a little bit of history on it, and I'm going to bring it out. And while I was looking through it, I was just, I, my Bible here, I keep a lot of stuff, in, some of stuff in the Bible, but I got a little obituary from Miss Linda Starr. You know, and I didn't realize it was just this year she passed away in February. You know, it seemed like it's been, it seemed like she'd been gone for a long time. But it was in February 
when she passed away, 2023 is what it says. I kind of I wondered that, but it ain't been, it ain't been hardly a year. I sure did miss Miss Sister Linda. You know, she used to sit over here, and she was a great inspiration. And um, let's just leave it at that, okay? But I want to read to you just a little bit about this ark. And was, you know, this ark was something special in God's eyes. He made it. He, put the, he designed it. And I want to read just a little bit to you here what this writer here, this page here, and I hope it's all pretty well right. It says, <clears throat> almost known the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of God, the Ark of, uh, Ark of the Lord, the Ark of God, the Ark of the Testimony was the object most, uh, most sacred to the Israelites during the time of the wilderness. It says, did you know what the Ark of the, I said, do we know what the Ark of the Testimony looked like? We cannot be positive, but there's clear in detailed description, the Old Testament, Exodus 25, 10, and 22. And see, Exodus 10, 25, if you look that up, God give the descriptions how for this to be made. And they discover this, you know, the art for, and the carving of this. We get, uh, from, the Bible, okay, from the biblical account, we, we, we're determined the facts of this physical appearance. It was a box about 45 inches long, and they probably somewhere about this long, I guess, neighborhood. And it says 27 inches wide and 27 inches high. And it's made of this certain kind of wood here. And on each side of it, you know, you look in the description of it next to this, it gives us on each side of the arc of this box here, there was a ring over here and there was one on each corner of it. And there was a pole, you know, that went through each side of it. And they put it inside of it. And it would be carried by men on their shoulders Amen. when they went. And don't forget that. The lid, of the, ark, the lid of the ark, it's called the mercy seat, was made of gold. And it says here it was a place of atonement. It said because the, it was the, high, the high priest would sprinkle blood once a year on this atonement, on the, or on the uh, day of the atonement, as the atonement for sin. Mounted on the lid was two winged creatures, they, you know, cherubs. They called it, it was like angels looking figures, you know, had wings on it. And they was facing each other. And you know, and the Bible says here, let's read a little bit more here. And it said, it said okay, and then, uh, inside the ark was the two stones contained the Ten Commandments, which Moses received at the, the, the mount, uh, from God on Mount Sinai. And it was contained a golden pot of manna and Aaron's rod, which budded. You can find that in Hebrews 9 4. Reminder of God's provision for the need of the Israelites in the wilderness. And we go down there just a little bit. I said, I'm going to read just a little bit more here. The ark was carried ahead of the Israelites when they left Mount Sinai, when they crossed the river, the Jordan River into Canaan. And when they circled the walls of Jericho before the city fell. And after many travels, it's finally placed in Solomon's temple in Jerusalem in 1 Kings 8, 1 through 9, only to disappear at the destruction of Jerusalem and the Babylonians in 586 B.C. The ark has served as a visible reminder of God's provision or presence with the Hebrew children. The mercy seat covered with gold symbolized God's throne and is real in the heart of those that acknowledge Him to be a savior of God. I'm just going to give you a little instruction, maybe that just a little bit. I hope it doesn't bore you to death on that. But you know, we get this illustration. God had a plan for that. That's, that's the main thing I want to get out to that. God had He He made that plan or made that so it could be carried like he wanted to be carried, to carry the head. You know, when they went somewhere, it was carried. That's the first thing they seen. You know, the people seen that was, it was carrying something precious. 
And we as God's people today, we need to, when we see people, we need to know we're carrying something precious, and that is Jesus Christ. Make his sense to you. They need to see that. We don't need to put it behind us. We don't need to put it somewhere else. We need to make Christ number one in our lives, God number one in our lives. You understand what I'm talking about. But we have got away from that, seemed like. We have, you know, turned things around, you know, so much here. And we read this story here in 2 Samuel, and I, can't, I won't read it all word for word. In 2 Samuel 6 chapter here, they was fixing to move this ark, you know, the covenant to a different place David was. So somewhere, you heard me talk about this many times. It was somewhere down the road, somebody got a bright idea. Anybody ever seen somebody get a bright idea? And sometimes they just don't work. You know, we, 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 we uh, today, you know, we, we you know, um, it, it's just like, you know, I'm going to put it this way. You know, microwave food is not look good as food cooked in the regular oven or on the stove. It's just not as good. And I'm still fighting for a microwave because it comes in handy every once in a while, amen? You know, but it's not as good. But everybody comes with a bright idea, you know, really, really it's going to hurt, you know. So somebody come up with an idea here that they're going to take this ark and they said, you know, we'll just sit it on the a cart and let the ox pull it. What is it going to hurt? You almost, you know, visualize that. We would say the same thing. It's not going to hurt anything. We're tired of carrying this thing. I said, thing, anything, it's Ark of Covenant. But now they put this mold version. We're tired of carrying it, so we're going to let, let them carry it. We get to, it'll still get there. It'll still get there. But that wasn't the way God planned it Amen. to be carried. And we today have got a lot of ideas today, and we've turned things around, and we got so far away from God, things ain't working right. It ain't working right. So they sit this ark on this card and they took off with it. And it's going and everything was going good. But up there somewhere up in heaven, God was saying, you know, that ain't the way it was supposed to be carried. Amen. And I'm going to have to get their attention. Now, this is my kind of version. So when they went across, the Bible says Nakin's threshing floor. You can read it here. The ox stumbled. And the ark started to fall off the cart. God did not want it on the cart. Amen. Amen. God does not want a lot of things going on in the church today that's going on. Amen. And God is trying to get our attention. And I think to me, this is my personal opinion. I think I need a lot of these things going on in the world today. These storms and floods and all things. God is just trying to get our attention. Amen. And are we going to listen to him or not? So this heart started coming. So this guy here, this Uzra, I guess I don't have to pronounce his name, but he reached up there to keep it from falling. And what happened? God struck him dead. Now, I can't really, I don't really understand that because he didn't know. I don't know if he knew. He was just trying to say this, but God had a plan. God had a purpose to get their attention. That's my opinion. Because any time you go against God's plan, it ain't going to work. Oh, it may work for a while. As they were going down the road that day, you know, they had this ark on the, on the new cart, you know, and they were just going by and the, the ones that were supposed to be carrying it. They didn't have a very big load on them, you know. They were just doing their thing, I think, you know, and thought, oh, this is a good idea. Everything's going good. Everything's great. 
We don't have to carry this on our shoulders. My shoulder gets tired, you know, and I don't have to carry the oxygen. The cart can carry the oxygen, pull it. It's still going to get there. But that's not the way God had it planned. There are a lot of us today in the world today, some of the people in the world today, they're trying to get to heaven by another way, another plan, and it ain't going to work. You know what I'm talking about? It ain't going to work. We have gotten to world today, and I don't want to get into all the details. We're going up to a, in the year 2024. We're going through we're facing getting to election year. You're going to hear a lot of this crazy stuff in the next few months. Amen. But the only way we're going to get back to what God wants us to do, and we'll find out here in just a little bit here, as they, that our, the, the covenant fell here, and I, I'll try to get ahead of myself. This guy shook and called it, and he, God struck him dead. Well, it made David mad. He didn't understand it. He said, I'm not taking this any further. Anybody know what I'm talking about for just a moment? Or the time in your life something's happened and said, I ain't going to carry this no further. Amen. Stay with me. You're a human and I'm a human. Amen. I'm going to lay it aside for a while because I don't understand it. Amen. God never asked you to understand it. He just asked you to follow my opinion. He just asked you to follow. He said, all you got to do is open the door and let me in and follow me. See, God ain't going to follow you. You're supposed to follow God. So David said, I ain't taking it no further. But it's the precious of God. There's been times in your life and times in my life, there's some days we didn't carry the cross with us. Don't shut me down just yet. We didn't care because we was aggravated because we didn't understand what God was doing. He might understand what I'm talking about. Didn't understand it, but we didn't care. We sit back somewhere. So David said, I ain't carrying it no more. I ain't taking it no further. So they took it to old Bed Eden's house. And he sent it there. And what the Bible said happened to old Bed Eden's. His house is blessed. He stayed there three months and all that he had was blessed. Why? Because the presence of God was in his house. I said all that to come to this. The only way we're going to get this world to change around is we get back to the foundation of what the Bible says. And putting God back into the center of our homes, on the center of where it's supposed to be. Because the Bible says, you know, here, even though the world don't look at us and say we're crazy, this or that. But then they took his ark and put Obed-Edom's house and God bless it. Why? Because God dwelt in there. And I'm here today to tell you today, with everything going on in the world today, if we just put the presence of God back, excuse me, back where it needs to be today, can you imagine what 2024 could hold for us? If we will just do that. Amen. Making sense to you for just a moment. I'm going to read another scripture to you real quickly here. And you don't have to turn over, but it says 1 Chronicles 15th chapter, 15th verse. And the children of the Levites buried the ark of God upon the shoulders with the staves throughout. This is what I was talking about a while ago. As Moses commanded according to the word of God. See, that's what it's supposed to be carried. That's what's supposed to be carried. I know this thing will be a very lengthy message this morning, but I'm here today to challenge us. Challenge us. Think of some of the things that we have got off track on as a society. Amen. Hey, man, I'm talking about. Come on. And we're going against God. 
And you can't win against God. It's not going to work. You see, all these things going on, everything just happy-go-lucky, you know, but God's not happy with some of the stuff going on today. You know what I'm talking about? I was sitting there the other day talking to a guy, and we were sitting back, we were talking, and he said, you know, he said, I feel sorry for my grandchildren because of what they're going to have to be raised up in. And I said, I do too. But I still have hope today in this Word of God. If God can turn it around then, He can still turn it around today. Anybody talk about it? Don't give up. You just don't give up. He said, look at the God's Word and said, where did we go wrong at? We got away from God's word. We got a different ideal. We got some. We got a brainstorm in our minds that you know. I don't this or that. God never said it would be easy, Amen. but He said I'll always be there with you. He didn't say you had to stay in the valley of the shadow of death, but He said, well, as you walk through it, I'll be with you. I put them on version. I can get you through it if you just stick with me. Do you know what I'm talking about? So I'm challenged today as a church, as myself today, set a goal for 2024 and say, listen, when I'm here next year at this time in 2024, I want to say we do it back. We put the thing God's plan back into action like it's supposed to be in my life, in your life. And, you know, everything's going to be a lot better next year. Don't give up. Amen. Don't quit. You're too close to home to quit now. Amen. You're too close to quit now. Strive. Say, listen. Stand up for what's wrong and tell them it's wrong. You don't have to do, go crazy about it, but just stand firm on God's word. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Stand firm on God's word. When the world tries to come out and say, you know, this and this and this and this, said, no, that's not what the Bible says. I'm standing on it. Why? Because I know who holds tomorrow. It's not you, but it's God. Amen. Aren't you thankful today that you're Christian? Aren't you thankful today that we have hope in Jesus Christ? Think about it for just a moment. Aren't you thankful we've got through another year and we're still got a little bit of a mind left. <laughs> Amen. Anyone talking about it? It's a moment. So I'm here today. God has blessed us this year at the church. Amen. Anybody believe that? And I just wonder if we get back and put the center just like the potter molds the clay. He gets in the center of the wheel. You know, if it ain't very center, as he holds his hands on it, it goes back and forth for a little bit until he gets it centered and molded up and his hands don't move. Oh, today, I hope today, I challenge you today, get in the center of God's will. Amen. Let him mold you. Let him use you today. Amen. Amen. Father. Amen. They sang a song here, hoping a few Sundays we get them to sing it again. I speak the name of Jesus the name Jesus. It's a name above any name. Amen. And I'm thankful for it today. Young people, this coming year, stand on God's word. Stand on his word. No matter what the world says, stand on his word. Amen. They're going to try to pull you, but don't break away from God's word. Amen. Hold on to it. It'll get you through any trial that you're going through. Let us stand today.
right where you're at. Let's bow our heads and let's just thank God for this year we've had. And I challenge you today to put this back on your shoulders and carry the cross daily like the Bible tells us to. Father, today in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you thanking you today for this another wonderful year that you've given us today, Father. And Father, as we look back, Father, we miss so many, some people today that used to be here that's not here anymore, but we're thankful today that we have hope today that someday we'll get to see them again. And Father, today I uplift these younger people, these teenagers here today, Father, that you will just protect them as they go in this world each and every day, Father. And Satan is trying to do this and trying to do that, but we're just going to speak and plead the blood of Jesus Christ on each and every one of them today, Father. That they, that even though we can't be there with them, that you can be in their presence, Father. And when temptations come their way, they say, no, this ain't what God's got for me. God's got better things for me. And I pray for each and every one of them today, Father. I pray for those that's facing sickness today, Father, that you would touch them today in a mighty special way today, Father. I'm thankful today, Father, for those that's here this morning, Father, that you would touch them and bless them this coming year, Father. And I pray today as we look at this word this morning, Father, as these people had, us, had an ideal, Father, but it wasn't what your ideal was. And I pray today, Father, we'll get back to your ideal. We'll get back and put you center in our homes today, Father, in our lives today, Father, that we can go through this 2024, Father, and just praising you like we never have before for the goodness that you've given us today, Father. And Father, we just want to thank you for all the blessings today that you have given us today. For in Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Keep on praying for all those that are sick. I want to say today, Brother Rob is back with us today. Rob Bentley, he's been through a lot. He's looking better today, Amen. So give the Lord a hand clap of praise for being able to be here. We're we appreciate you, Rob, and all the rest of them and everything else. Anybody got anything they want to say? Looking forward to seeing you next year. Amen. Amen. God bless you.